Welcome to the Make Music Income Podcast with Stephen Bedall of the Production Music Academy and me, Eric Copeland of Make Music Income. In this podcast, we'll talk about our experiences in music licensing as music artists with online channels, our publishing and royalty incomes, and our combined over 40 years experience as music producers for hire. So let's get started with today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 16 of the Make Music Income podcast. I'm here with my friend Stevie B. Hello. And today we are going to talk about luck and success in music licensing, in the music business in general, and your music career basically. How making income is dependent on luck and what is luck. And if you're looking at this episode and going, hmm, I'm not sure I should listen to this, if you've ever had anything happen to you, there's probably an element of luck involved in it, in your success. And I know it has been in mine, and we're going to get into that today and talk about that. But first, I'm going to let my friend Stevie B talk about his week this week. What's been going on, man? We're, I think I know. but Well, yeah, not a whole lot. I mean, my, my week was brutally interrupted by uh, trying to set up my new Mac Mini M1, which I have completely now. Uh, it's fully functional, and damn, is it fast. I, th- I know everyone's been saying this. Like, people have been saying this online for since the M1 came out. Like, wow, this thing's fast. Dude, jumping from 2018 Intel to, to uh, 2022 Mac mini uh, uh m1 is like crawling out of the dark ages i can't uh, imagine it's and you know where i am i'm four years behind you yeah my, you're running a mini. crazy old machine i can't even believe it <laughs> um you though you were not you're not like huge on like piling up the plugins and stuff like that and, and i, I feel not. like your sessions are a little less cpu intensive but yeah um man it is ins- it's like light years uh difference anyway so um, really happy with that. Although it did, yeah, uh, severely interrupt my workflow, um, getting it all set up. Um, but it's good to go and I, I'm using it now and, uh, I'm back to writing. So, um, that's, uh, that's been great. And, uh, yeah, right after we, uh, finish up here, I got to run to, uh, the studio, a real mixing studio, um, a real studio, a real studio, whatever that means. Um, you know, fancy mixing desk out board gear, expensive speakers, all that, uh, all that stuff. Um, and yeah, I'm mixing, uh, I'm going to help mix a couple of singles for, uh, my band wooden horseman, um, which has uh, a bunch of gigs coming up and we're really excited because, uh, Van- you are allowed to dance officially in Vancouver. Now <laughs> you got to wear masks. Wow. Inside. I didn't know dancing was outlawed. To- what are they? Dan- dancing was outlawed, outlawed <laughs> here in Vancouver. <laughs> um, but you are allowed to dance now. Uh, which is good for us because uh, we are sort of like a danceable, danceable kind of, you know, bluesy. Uh, it's a dancey town. Yeah, it's a da- <laughs> Anyway, uh, so so that's what's happening for me today. I got to I got to uh, run to the studio right after this. And I'm excited because it's. Um, are you mixing through the board or is just mixing yeah, together? We're mixing through board, through yeah, through all the things. We got, uh, you know, a, a bunch of. Um, Old school. Old school outboard gear as well as like uh, plugins and all that kind of, all all that thing. So, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I haven't been into like, kind of like, you know, uh, a proper studio in in some time. So it'll be fun. 
All right. So, uh, what else is going on? Is that pretty much it? Is it's that pretty much it for me? Yeah, I can't uh, can't think of uh, much else. The academy's trucking along as usual. Um, got a bunch of track reviews. I got to catch up with today. And uh, yeah, what about you? What's going on? Well, um, I did my second live today, and I did it on a topic called "Is Stock Music Worth It?" Mm. So, if you want to see that. Uh, yeah, I can put the link, I'll put the link right up here because by the time we do this, it'll be up there. I mean, it's up there now because it was live, but it was a lot of fun. And I really talked about really, is anything worth it? I mean, is stock music worth it? Is sync licensing worth it? You know what? I've made about, I've made at least six to 7,000 more with stock music than I've made on, um, sync and i say that because i've never made anything on sync right you know, yet right. i mean that that likely will be a bigger income in the future because of the way it could stack up but um all anything going and doing gigs going and doing this thing at the studio with your band anything is it all worth is any of it worth it and how will you know if it's worth it and so uh we tried to steer it eventually into what what we're really doing music for you know why are we really it's a labor of this. love, man. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know? And and that's basically what I, I, I ended up in. But it was a really good conversation and a good steady stream of 26 to 30 people or so, or 20 to 30 people at, all that's the great. time. Cool. A lot of good questions and I think helped a lot of people. And I hope it helps a lot of people. The good thing about the live videos is they just become content after that and yeah. people can continue to see them and stuff like that. That's right. Um, I had two uh, pitches to briefs last week that did not involve taxi. Uh, one was a pitch to a Christmas song through kind of a sync agent guy that I know. And uh, he likes a lot of old sounding stuff. And so this was an album uh, off an album of like uh, older Christmas type sounding songs that I, I did last year. And this was a song called what's in that bag Santa. And it's really cute. And they needed it for a specific uh, movie scene where the character is singing this kind of cutesy song, you know, and it needed to be original. So he pitched it for that. So we'll see. Um, I You're also singing had, in that, right? I, I am. Yeah, it's I've, me and a I saw girl. some, uh, some comments in the discord, uh, complimenting yeah, your singing voice. I am. Yeah. I don't know if the, well, I don't know if that, that's actually the not what they're knows, talking about. Eric is quite the crooner. <laughs> yes. Well, that's actually the uh, the next thing I'm going to talk about. What they're talking about there was the uh, motion array briefs. Oh, right. Um, but uh, I had a second brief uh, that I was contacted by one of my library owners who was looking f who uh, needed some jazz piano type stuff for an ad brief in England, and it was about a 5k American. Uh, it was. 5K in American dollars, um, commercial opportunities. So I stand to make about half of that. And um, I tried a couple different ways to make that. One way was to make it with, uh, have one of my Nashville guys do a thing. He didn't have time, was off to a live gig he had to do. And so I uh, I took a stab at it and he forwarded one to this this pitch. So uh, two pitches, uh, official pitches and and it, and it really kind of uh, pushed me into that Tamara bubble uh, and uh, you know mindset of making your own list of having your own list of people who come to you for for songs and or putting songs out to people as you finish them and, mm -hmm. and so it kind of it kind of made me 
uh, officially go in and build my email list of music supervisors and sync agents that I have, including these people, that I can put new music out to even before I pitch it out to sync libraries, that I could pitch it directly to people. And I want to continue to grow that list. It's another kind of passive way to pitch Mm -hmm. uh, rather than than uh, really have to you know work it and work the phones and all that kind of stuff as they would say. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also uh, on the way to going to, two days ago, I went to look at taxi pitches and that my and that was the first thing I planned for that morning. And I, and I went to my pitches little uh, folder on my browser, and I was about to go to taxi and I looked down at motion right you know briefs. And I said, I better check because I never remember to check the motion array briefs. You know, they have them all the time and, and they have proven to me to be income generating. I have made money in January. I made bonuses because I got some, I put some songs up that people used. So uh, instead of taxi, I went to motion array and I saw that they had an Easter uh, pitch thing open. And I was like, oh, man, I got to throw some stuff in here. Mm -hmm. So I, I went and found a couple. Uh, I knew what, there was one Easter song that I had done for a church uh, that I worked for. And so I, I took all the voices out of that and I re-sang it. And I put that up. And then I went and found a great song that I produced years ago of a song, uh, a hymn called The Old Rugged Cross. That is an amazing, beautiful uh, string and, and uh, song, not by me, by uh, an artist. And put that up. And then I did a quick arrangement of uh, a very popular Easter hymn called Christ Arose mm -hmm. and uh, just kind of did a piano and vocal, kind of emotional piano and vocal version of that. And uh, put both up, all three, all three submitted that day on Tuesday and by Wednesday morning, all three were um, accepted. That's the beautiful thing about those, these, these, these briefs at Motion Array. If you post them and they get accepted, it's next day. You're not waiting seven days or however long it takes That's to awesome. get uh, that in there. And when you said you've gotten a bonus before for uh, pitching to these briefs, do you mean like um, like you just got a bump with the amount of downloads that you were getting? Or did they actually give you like a – because I know that they have some like prizes for like best submissions to these kinds of I things. Think it was, I don't know. I, I'll have to go in and see. I don't think they – I think it was like a hundred fifty dollar bonus. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if it's because one song got used or three, all three did, or I don't. I only put two up, so um, <clears throat> those were songs for those are just religious, oh, well, like choiry type songs, religious right. gospel choir type songs, and I only put two up, and um, for some reason. The only comment was it says you gave us something that helped our clients and they and was, was helpful to somebody, and so we're giving you this bonus. It's it's pretty. It's not very exact on what, on the math or anything. Well, that's great. I mean, yeah. I, and I I was quickly reading through the Discord comments on. Uh, if I feel like if several people mentioned that their, the downloads had gone, had gone down even further uh, starting. Uh, at the beginning of this month, but mine have been up, man. I mean, I don't know if anyone else has seen that, but mine have been. I, I've had a significant improvement in my in my motion array uh, downloads this month, as opposed to last. Here, well, I have month two at the same I have time. Two. I'm abs I should make level four pretty easily, and I'm sure I know you get usually to level five. But I just got um, yeah past level five, and um, I usually make it to le near level six, like by the end of the month, but uh, not every time. You know, we've got to that place now where when we used to do Motion Array, we would do it by 
um, how much we were making per day. And then after the first five or six days, you could kind of tell what the month was going to be like. Roughly. Sometimes it slowed down. Yeah, sometimes it sometimes usually it slowed, slowed down, down by the end of the month. It was, it was fast at the beginning and then kind of yeah, slowed down the a little bit. Slow at the um, but now is, you yeah. can do that with downloads. You yeah. can kind of look at how many downloads you're getting per day and say, oh, I'm getting about 10 downloads a day. So if I get 10 times 30, that's 300 downloads. And so I should be in this level. I sh- and I can, that's right. You know, yeah. it's still so much less than what we were getting paid before, but um, it is what it is. And I submitted a ton of income. new stuff to them, and, and <coughs> only one of the the tracks has kind of climbed its way up into the top five. But like out of the six or seven that I submitted, so that's usually how it goes, you know. Like one in ten songs does really well. I am doing a. I just started knowing that they only show. It looks like they're only showing back five, five months or six months as far as your previous downloads. And I don't know if that's going to, like, they're going to continue to stop showing you that last, you know, like, I can see September, but I can't see August mm. in the Motion Array stuff. So I am keeping all that on a spreadsheet now. Okay. How many downloads, how much I got paid, and uh, how many um, downloads, how much I got paid, and and then how many how many I submitted that month. And so far, it's looking like any time I submitted, like I submitted 16 songs in November. That's the most I've submitted since like earlier in the year. Yeah, you got a 20-song 20 limit. <laughs> and the next month was a huge bit build. Right. But then every other month, I did three, and it went down every month. Okay. And so I think there's going to be this, unless you're putting 10 or more songs up, you can expect to see, because I think new songs do well. Uh, in that next month because they're they're new right. and they that gives you a possibility to it appear in a new list type yep. of thing and with the word new on it and so people look at that so I That's think right. the key is going to I'm going to be doing some experimenting this year on seeing how many I can get up there um, I did a taxi brief submission yesterday excellent That's all I'm going to say about that <laughs> I don't know how, <laughs> don't know how I feel about it uh, I, I think it was fine and I think it's good I think it's a good song but I'm having trouble with doing taxi briefs. I mean, I'll keep doing them because uh, this particular one was a percussion one, and, and it's going to be part of this percussion album that I'm working on. So it's really uh, any percussion thing I do for them. And they have a lot of them l- lately, like marching band, percussion, and different things like that. And I've been working with a Nashville drummer on that, but I did this one by myself. And, <clears throat> you know, I'm using them all for for this album. If, if nothing else, I'll have this full album to pitch to uh, exclusive libraries uh, and that and 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 or have this album to uh, you know add more to and get it re- get it ready and then uh, so I, I look at it that way. Uh, I'm preparing to sign my fifth contract with Sony BMG with my Sony BMG library and waiting for two albums to drop there in the next month. And then I just want to. I'm also working on a country album for them, but I I, I want to say this and it's just so people. Will, will get a sense because I don't think people have a sense of what we do and and you could do this too but I'm going to just sh- say this this week okay I also did the work that I do for clients this week and here is less than half of what I have going on for clients I finished and mixed a master uh, uh, mix and mastered a single I redesigned I'm redesigning two websites I guided a jazz Christmas album that tracked yesterday in Nashville and we're, I'm working on a track for it right now um, and this is all in the past week. 
guiding uh, a new rock metal project and trying to help him with his songs and make sure they're ready to track. I started two new music video edits, complete full edit music video edits I have to do for two different clients. I launched another artist jazz single to Spotify and we're getting ready to do all the stuff for that, marketing stuff for that. I'm writing a country song for another artist. I started two other singles for two different other artists. And that's just less than half of what I did just this week for people and, and what I have to do for them. Mm-hmm. And I only say that to show that in order to live a life like I live, uh, and, 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 it, and it still can be a struggle to pay bills. It was a struggle this month to pay rent, to be honest with you, uh, because this life is is rough. I mean, <laughs> you got to keep the cranking that music out and and keep doing these jobs and the money never comes in at the same time anytime all any month and so um it's interesting i'm talking about this on the day we talk about luck and success because i'm lucky every month if if the money comes in at the right times to pay the bills and uh i don't have a lot of savings because i've had savings i had savings until last year and then over the past year, it's been really tough uh, with clients like going away and coming mm-hmm. in or not being able to pay or COVID and having trouble and all this kind of stuff. So my savings are depleted and uh, I have not been lucky. Uh, there, there are other times, like first year of COVID, I was pretty lucky. Every client stayed on. Um, I I felt lucky because a lot of people were losing their jobs. A lot of people were doing stuff and and and. I was lucky. I, all my clients stayed. And I even got new clients. Mm-hmm. Last year, I got lucky because stock music started. I got into stock, and that started doing well for me. And uh, now, is that luck, or did I work for that? Did, did I? It's both. It's both, and and it's a great question because <clears throat> I think I got like crazy lucky last year. Um, especially, a lot of opportunities came my way. Um, and I think that the real key thing in terms of like, cause like I'm kind of in the opposite boat. Like I got a lot of savings because of a lot of lucky opportunities that, that came across yeah. my desk last year. Um, so I'm not, ha- I'm not in the position right now where I'm feeling like crazy stressed out about hustling. Like I am hustling. There's a lot of things I'm doing and sometimes I do get stressed out, but um, I'm banking on like a good chunk of savings uh, right now until that next opportunity comes around. And I think that one of the key things to uh, to know, to understand is that is you have to leverage those opportunities the best you can. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like playing poker, you know, it's like just because you get two aces in your hand, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win. Um, it's a lucky, like, you know, two cards to get. It's the best that you can get, but you need to un- you need to know how to leverage that, like to the maximum extent, in order to make the most of it. Um, you know, in the same way that that Olivia Rodrigo remix opportunity came across, you know, um, my you know, my desk on in December. I mean, that was lucky. <laughs> you know, in a sense, it is 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 lucky. Um, yeah. But knowing how to get the most out of that was was very very important and that wouldn't have happened without some experience um and you know i mean like i'm thinking back to a time a couple years ago maybe uh, three years ago actually when a, a director got in touch with me through a referral and the 
you know, it was, I felt like it was a stroke of good luck, you know, because the, 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 the market's so competitive for that kind of work. Um, but the upfront fee that he was offering for the project in question was very low. And there was two ways I could think about it. One was, you know, I could be like, well, I'm not going to work that hard on this because like, you know, I don't know this guy. Uh, this is a, a small fee and like I got, you know, bigger fish to fry. So like, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. But for me, when I got that opportunity to, to for me, it was just, it's like my, my thought process is like, I'm going to work my ass off on this, on this project for whatever the fee is, even if it was like uh, abysmally small. And the reason is, is because I want to develop relationships. Yeah. And I blew this guy out of the water. You know, mm -hmm. I blew him out of the water. He, I, when I gave him the project back, he was like, this is insane. It's amazing. <laughs> and that same guy hired me for, for three more projects after that throughout yeah. the, the years. So, um, and, and it, yeah, you know, like that is taking a, an opportunity that's, you know, lucky to some extent and leveraging the hell out of it, you know, because we all get these little opportunities and sometimes they don't present themselves to us as being like, Oh, you, I got, you got super lucky. You know, sometimes they're just like, it's just a small opening. It's just a small opening and you gotta, you gotta like, you know, do the work to, to, to let those, allow those to grow and to, and to, you know, turn into things that would be considered lucky in the long term rather than the short term. Well, just what you were talking about, opportunity. And, and a lot of people define luck as opportunity or um, preparation meets opportunity, which is exactly what you're talking about. Yes. And a lot of, you know, I feel lucky that I got into the libraries I got into mm. um, over the past year or two, the, the exclusive Same. ones especially. But most of what got signed to them was stuff that I had been developing with a careful eye on usability for exclusive libraries. And so when I decided to really move into the exclusive library space and 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 hopefully find success at it, I, I took all the 20 years of experience I had producing music in Nashville with all those players and all those engineers and all those studios and directed that force uh, instead, along with continuing to help clients have that ability to have that that amazing thing, that was kind of always my thing. Um, clients, it would seem like they had a lot of luck because we took them to Nashville and we just created this amazing product for them, mm -hmm. you know. And then they would go out and they would show it to their friends and family, and they were so blown away because the only thing they had heard from this person before was them singing at a church in a terrible microphone or something or singing at, right. at a bar or something and now they had this very highly polished production and very highly polished image and videos and all these things mm -hmm. and so suddenly those people were selling product and and people say wow you're so lucky you have all that and they're like yeah oh, i'm ten thousand dollars in the hole <laughs> or twenty thousand <laughs> you know i'm so lucky but and it's the same thing with getting signed to that first library when I got signed to them and and them accepting these songs, I was I felt lucky, but I also knew that it was because of the, of the work I had done preparing those songs for them, and when I did the, another seven or so to add to those, uh, I knew 
at that point I wasn't as lucky as I was uh, just able. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. able to produce what they wanted, and I knew it's like your 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 exactly like your story. I knew I could blow them away even more mm-hmm. because I I had set up to blow them away. I had I had created tracks with great singers and and top Nashville singers and talent to in order to blow them away. Yeah, man. You know? I mean, it's it's so important to put yourself in a position as an artist, like or as a musician or as a producer, where you're able to to blow people's minds because yep. so much of this work is like pennies and then peanuts, like for the longest time. But if you keep blowing people away. Th- those the, the the peanuts goes away and it gets replaced by something a lot more valuable. Um, yeah. The money gets the better. The opportunities get better. People notice because yeah. um, it's a rarity to be to you know for people to be blown away. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it really is. That's the thing about my whole business the past twenty years. People don't usually go after the very very best they can get. In other words they usually do whatever they can just get by with. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's kind of like cars. You know, we, we just get whatever car we can afford, usually. We don't go out and get a Mercedes just because, number one, it's too costly. But number two, we don't require that kind of um, that kind of thing. But I'm telling you that people look at the quality of what you do and the quality of what uh, of uh, it's not about show but it is about show <laughs> you know it, it's not about i mean we can all crank out a track and if anything for yesterday's taxi thing because i end up waiting to complete these things till the day they're due <laughs> um i i end up uh, probably not sending something that is as finished uh, as I would like it to be. It yeah. might not have... In your video last night, I want to talk about a video I watched by you yesterday. And if you... Um, I'll put that as a link here in the video to go see that. You need to look at this video because I have to tell you, dude, that's probably one of the best videos you've done in a while. And, Thanks. Um, but um, you prepared it to be good. In other words, yeah. a lot of your videos are you just kind of going, hey, everybody. And you're so, just talking. It's true. I, I, I spend a lot more time on, on editing that video. And I, I'm probably going to do that moving forward because, and this is uh, in large part due to, to uh, you influencing me. Because like, I love the way you edit your videos. And, and I, like you just said, I think I spend, uh, I don't spend enough time kind of putting that extra magic into the videos. And um, watching some of your videos, and you have a lot of experience with this. so And, and it's great to see that. And, and I kind of... Um, t- took a little inspiration from that, but uh, it'll be think, either like from now on, I think it'll just be like live streams, like, you know, uh, uh, prepared topics, or uh, maybe I'll spend like, you know, a couple of extra hours editing a video. I think it's like, it's worth it. In the same important. way that it's it's worth it to throw a bit of extra time into a track. And it's that preparation meeting the opportunity of someone watching. Yeah. When someone watches, you want them to stay because the information comes at them quickly and continues to come at them. Mm-hmm. And by doing jump cuts and edits and keeping it tight, you know, doesn't mean you have to do a two minute video. Can you imagine somebody just putting out a, like a one minute and a half video or two minute video? <laughs> just kidding. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
seriously, uh, I edited my video last week and it was only eight and a half minutes long. And, you know, I usually like my videos to be about 10 or so because, you know, you want uh, to, to have them have some heft to them. And it's kind of a YouTube thing. Your videos need to be this long, blah, blah, blah. But it was what it was. And I edited it and I did what I normally do. And I write my script out and I, I, sing, I, I, I go through it all. But I think it's really important to uh, keep people's interest. And, and it's no different in the song. You talked about this in your video last night. Yeah. You've got to keep people's interest. And so, but what you talked about was your last step. One thing you didn't talk about that I think you could have talked about more in that video was your actual playing versus your, because that's a step too that a lot of people don't do. I think a lot of people will bring in, uh, did you play any on that guitars? Yeah. 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 So I think that's something, and I do too. I actually play on them instead of just, there's a lot of people who just pull loops in and they just put loops everywhere. And, well, and well I do both. Do it all I do both. Loops. Like, yeah, we yes, talked about this last, last uh, week, I think, you know, the playing through slash like the loops, but like, yeah, the, the example I used in the video was like a loop. Sort Is of there any, how many songs do you do that you don't play one note outside of the loops? I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, Wouldn't it be most most of them? You most of the tracks I do, like I really, part? I kind of focus on on like hip hop stuff. So I think most of the tracks I do are like kind of loop based, like eight bar loop sort of thing. But they don't have any guitar bass in them that you played. Oh no, no, so lots of them have guitar. Lots of them. Well, that's what I mean. How many don't have you actually playing guitar uh, or actually playing bass in them? Uh, probably uh, no bass or guitar. Very little. Yeah, very little. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's a step that you take and I take when we play. I, I there's very little things that I ever do without actually spending time playing. You know, mm -hmm. versus throwing stuff together. And I think you could have probably put put that in. But your final step where you go in and add the bells and whistles, I yeah. think is is an important step. And I, that's something I probably don't do enough of because right. I like to be a little bit more organic and not so producey. You know, right. I just I just like to play it like a band would play it. And that means not adding tons of bells and whistles. And so I do less of that than you do. I, I should do more though. And that was a great point on there. But you held my attention in the video long enough that I got there. Not that you don't hold my attention, Steve all the time but uh, and you're so interesting in your videos but i'm just saying you likely held people's attention a little bit more because the video moved along at a good clip and in a good space and it does that because of editing because we all tend to sit here and go um you know <laughs> just oh, what man. i just did the, well, yeah me especially <laughs> me especially I mean, the viewer retention is the one i think the one factor that uh that is most important for the algorithm to serve your video as a recommendation um, if the watch time is is like a, is a higher percentage than normal, then they're they're like, hey, this is a, a good video, and they'll re they'll start recommending it. Um, I didn't think the video I would yeah would do that well, but it's like it's like two, it's number right now it's off. number two um, out of all of my videos in terms of the amount of views per the time it's been out. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I'm not surprised by that, and it's again it's because it's and that's not luck, that's that's, that's preparation. preparation. Yeah you know, meeting the opportunity of your audience. And so um, I think that's a very good example of what we're talking about here. And um, so, you know, like today's video, even, even with my lives, I wrote a long script because I don't want to be tied to only sit. The, I watch people do this all the time because I watch them and they go like this. This is the live video. 
they're sitting there waiting for a question to pop up. Yeah, they're I looking see that. through the I questions. See that too. That's pretty. They're looking through the questions, trying to figure out: should I answer that one? Should I answer that one? <laughs> okay, so so and so says this. You know, I, I just think that's so boring. And so I, with my lives from the beginning, I said what I want to do is have a script. And I'm from the beginning. I'm not going to sit there for five minutes and go, does anybody hear this? Anybody watching? I mean, I'll ask if somebody <laughs> hears it, but I'll go ahead and start with my script because this is a video that's going to live on my channel. And likely, I mean, you can edit the front of them and <clears throat> the back of them inside YouTube if you want to, but the whole point of them is not to have to do that. So um, <laughs> what know. always kills me is like, is as soon as, as soon as these press start streaming on OBS, like you're live. And so, but you don't see it pop up on YouTube. Like there's a delay uh, of like, you know, maybe like, 10 seconds or something like that. So you're always sitting there like, am I live? Am I live? And then that's, that's of course being broadcast. So I got to remember that as soon as I press that button, then it's good to go. Well, yeah, what I, I, I do it much more, much more simply than you. I, I, I do right through YouTube live and I don't use OBS yet. And so I just start talking and this app allows me to have this mic go through the app you know, it chooses, you can choose the sound you want. So I, I'm not stuck to my, my camera. So by using this app that I'm using, this camo app, um, it's pretty cool. And so I'm, I'm good to go mm -hmm. right when I press go and I, I keep my iPad over here and I just make sure I turn the sound up and see if I can hear it as I'm, as I'm going. And it's a simple setup mm -hmm. so far. We'll see if that keeps working. All right. So let's get back to, to luck. And, you know, like I said, uh, I made my own luck with sync. I prepared to approach them very carefully. And I think most people just take whatever they have and throw it out there. Yeah. And I think they do the same thing with stock. And I'm guilty of doing that with stock last year. I just threw everything that I already had in there. I didn't I didn't consider that people might really need corporate music or lo fi music or 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 or, or, or whatever the needs are by people. And I just threw everything in like a dump truck. I just dumped it all in. Now, the, I did have some luck with stock because I had a big bunch of songs to throw in there. And with 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 Motion Array, they're a little different than most um, than Pond Five or Audio Jungle. Where I think the people that go to Pond Five or Audio Jungle are looking for certain kinds of things. Like mm -hmm. I heard somebody yesterday say, "Yeah, Audio Jungle is definitely corporate based, and Pond Five is generally up." To up-tempo rock and, and up-tempo based, like acoustic rock or rock and mm -hmm. uh, pop stuff based. And But Motion Array, I think, is a different library. Yeah, I mean, they, they, love, they, they love those things too, but they'll take a lot of different things. They've done a lot with, I made a lot of money with religious stuff there last year. As a mm -hmm. matter of fact, those, that was what I pitched the other day and, and, and what I pitched in January that made me a bonus. I, they take vocal vocal music, and I do a lot of vocal type things. And so, yeah, they've they've even asked me after I submitted a song, "Can you do a vocal to this?" <laughs> we love this song. Can you add a vocal? I'm like, well, yeah. I who does? Really, who asked that? <laughs> I I really didn't uh, design this for my key. I was like, singing <laughs> down here real low. But they put it up, and they liked it, and it actually did some things. So, um, so yeah, I think that's that's the big thing, and. You know, it actually goes back, and it's the same thing with my, I'm looking for a job right now teaching at a school. I'd like to bring in income, consistent income from a university job. Well, I couldn't have done that unless I prepared for that, and that meant going and getting a master's. Uh, and in some cases, if you're, 
young enough and it makes enough sense getting a doctorate in order to teach because some four-year college requires uh, you to have a doctorate. So I'm not going to be doing that. But uh, if I was 10 years younger, I might do that. But I'm not going to do it now because I, I don't. I don't, I don't want to do that. But anyway, uh, so t getting this teaching job required preparation and that preparation. And so if I get a job, I'm not lucky. I am, I am prepared. I am, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, prepare first, you know. And, and uh, <clears throat> I mean, I felt like I was really unlucky when I joined Audio Jungle initially. I didn't, you know, realize how bad it would get. But, like, I knew that I'd missed like the the golden years you know when i got mm -hmm. on and so you know when i yeah when i first started i admit was making like two or three hundred bucks a month there and i was like oh i wish i was like you know i wish it was back in 2014 or whatever when people were making like two thousand dollars a month like that would have been great and i felt like um i had missed an opportunity i felt like i'd i was unlucky but at that time little did i know that like you know motion array was still like a gold mine um, so I was lucky to sort of be prepared to join them and Artlist as well. And it's, you know, and those opportunities, they come and they go. Um, there'll be something else if you feel that way about Motion Array or Artlist. If you like, you know, then just go back to the drawing board. Um, keep focusing on the quality of your music and the another opportunity will will float by you. Um, I guarantee it. You know, there's always opportunities out there. I mean, considering the amount of media that's being produced these days i mean like with sync and stuff like yes it's like it's it's an extremely competitive and, and saturated uh marketplace but man if you if you focus in on like making amazing music it will find its way to yeah. where it needs to be needs to be it, i guarantee it but it and really comes down to just being prepared like in, in, it comes down to just being uh vigilant about about getting to that level, you know, of, of quality. Like you really got to be out putting out some really good stuff. But if yep. you do that and that's just a matter of time, uh, you know, it's a matter of like just practice, uh, you'll get there. Yeah. And even if you have to go seek help from someone else, even if you need a producer or a partner to create the quality that you need. And this is more, yeah, and like for, this is more for sync, but certainly could be for stock as well. I mean, yeah, and like do that. Like I would, I would totally uh, recommend doing that. Like just to learn from them. Like I, like I had a friend who was a much better producer than me, and like I asked him to mix something for me just so I could go and like watch. And I, like I traveled to Victoria, which is on the island here, and I, you know, I was like, hey man, can I like, you know, just be in the back Fly seat the and watch you work? Yeah. And like he's like, yeah, sure, you know. Man, I learned so much from that session. And yeah. I paid him to do it, you know, and, and I watched him work and I, I I was probably bugging the hell out of him because I was like asking him a question like every two seconds about like what, yeah. you know, what he was doing. But he was happy yeah. to, you know, most people are happy to uh, to to share. Some people are guarded, but like most people are like happy to share because, you know, people like that, they don't get a lot of uh, attention sometimes. So when someone like, you, you know, me comes along, he's like, hey, I'd really love to watch you work. They'd be like, yeah, sweet, you know come check it out, you know, watch and ask questions and people are, are, are happy to help. So if it's like, yeah, if you are in a position where you're not so sure about your mixes or your masters and stuff, like pay someone else to do it. And then like, and ask if you can kind of tag along. That's a great idea. 
Yeah, especially, and, and this is how we can tie this, because this is not only for people like you and me who make all our living in music, but mm-hmm. for part-timers, people who do this on the weekends, people yeah. who have real jobs full-time, and they go, listen, I I don't know how I'm going to uh, level up enough to be prepared for the opportunities. Well, find the people. Uh, I, I have been uh, talking to people for years and been producing them where they said, I need help. Um, I don't think either Steve or I are above helping anybody who would come to us and say, can you help me with with stuff? Now, we might be limited by time because we're busy preparing for our own opportunities. (laughs) But at the same time, uh, there are lots of people in Nashville in different areas where you are that are very talented and and online just go to soundbetter.com you can find engineers and singers and all the people that you need players and all the kinds of things and and let me just say that preparing for stock music should be different than preparing for um preparing for sync if you're if you're trying to approach a sony bmg library or somebody big um okay if you're trying to approach somebody big, um, you know, th- you're you're really at the mercy of 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 having to create really great stuff, and so you're going to have to decide how you're going to make that stuff and how you're going to put that together. If, on the stock side, I'm not so sure you need to be spending a lot of money, but you can spend a little money. Like you could use something like um, Fiverr or use something like. What's the other one? Um, the other Fiverr-like thing that's a little bit more professional. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. But there's there's other Upwork. Upwork. And you could right, use yeah. two those two things and find people that could produce for you cheaply and help you finish your mixes. A, a lot of my clients, uh, I understand you want to learn mixing. <coughs> and I understand you want to get going quickly. But... You can get, you can be stuck in that. I want to learn mixing and never putting anything out for a long time. So to kind of finish this topic up, this thought up, you know, we're, I think we've made the point clear that you need to be prepared. If that means finding someone else to help you, then find someone else to help you. If that means that you need to, um, you know, do something else with your training or whatever, but be prepared do the best work you can and use that for your for what you're going to do and try to get into whether it's sync licensing whether it's stock music whether it's spotify whether it's uh being an artist and making a cd or or making songs for singles whatever it is Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to prepare and sometimes that means preparing with other people who can help you do these things at a very high level that's right yeah that's I, i don't know if there's a better a better way to describe it other than be better <laughs> and, and, and prepare and, for opportunities. And try to surround yourself with, with people who are trying to better themselves as well. Yep. And you make your own luck. You make yeah. it by, you hear that all the time. You make your own luck. Well, you really do. And if, and if you don't have the money, then find people to partner with who might split whatever you make when mm-hmm. you do it. Or, or be interested or find friends. Uh, or just watch YouTubes. There's tons of them. Get better. There's there's a million YouTubes that Steve and I are making that everybody are making on how to mix, how to do all these things. They're all out there. Uh, put the time in then. Uh, use your time that you have outside of your job to get better and learn how to mix and master better 
And it, yeah, it might be a longer road for you to be prepared for the opportunities that come your way and new libraries that pop up and ones that you find when you do searches or you buy somebody's book on where the libraries are. And you mm -hmm. want to get selected by there and you'll feel lucky when you get selected, but you won't when you know how much work you've put into it. You'll be more like, well, good. I deserve to because I've put a lot of money and time <laughs> into <laughs> it's, this. It's a time investment, man. I mean, it's like, you know, that's the, the gist of my bonus tip in the video that I put out. You know, yeah. it's a... It's like cut out some of the stuff that is unnecessary yep. or some of the bad habits. You know, there's got to be one. There's got to be yep. one bad habit that you can cut out. Uh, I mean, yeah, before I quit my job, I was working at a coffee shop for like, uh, you know, seven, seven years or something like that. Yeah. Eight. Um, two different coffee shops I worked at. And like that, you know, that was uh, I was doing it full time. Um, nine to five kind of thing. Monday to Friday. And I would wake up uh, on average probably, f you know, four hours before I had to go into work. And mm -hmm. that was the time that I used to better myself and to apply, yeah. uh, you know, and learn and, and to practice like daily. It was like going to the gym for me, you know, like that was my morning routine. Like get up, get a coffee in me and put like three hours, put at least three hours down. Uh, on yeah. like music production um i didn't do that for the whole seven years i was i was working like maybe but maybe for the like until i quit maybe about three years and like i would do, go do gigs after work too like long days man like really long days i was burnt out um and then when i was finally in a position where i felt comfortable about about quitting the uh the day job then it was like all day <laughs> all day was just like music making and then like this then like the uh you know the speed at which i was starting to improve was like exponential so it all just kind of built like you know built on itself Dude, i think mine has gone back to when i was 17 and had my first keyboard or had a had i don't they didn't have computers back then but i had a reel-to-reel -reel and microphones and stuff and i would be down in my dad's basement with headphones on and i was working on that till i got tired one o'clock two o'clock in the morning, and I did the whole night thing. I did exactly what you did, except I. even when I got married, I, I my wife is a morning person, and I was a night person, so mm -hmm. I would do it from 10 to 2, you know, uh, every, for 30 years, you know, before I, or 20 years before I kind of became a morning person. Now I'm like you, I, I would much rather get up and get stuff done in the morning, but uh, yeah. that's back when I had a job, or I, and I always had a job until 2000. I had a, always had some kind of full-time job. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's find that time and use it. Prepare yourself and get ready for opportunities. And again, don't want to. I can't stress this enough. Find help if you are not able to do it yourself. Totally. Because otherwise, you will. You could run the possibility of just continuing to not be ready for opportunities. Yeah. And then the luck won't come your way <laughs> yeah so yeah finding help is key and if you can like find it you know in person help i mean courses are all great too like i've taken lots of courses uh i there's tons of online courses that you can get yeah absolutely um, free ones just, too at, yeah there's tons of youtube videos that are that are awesome uh but mm -hmm. man if you can if you can settle aside a little bit of cash and ask somebody to like help you in person like you know give you like yeah one-on-one -on -one -on -one lessons man better. those are those yeah. are killer those are really yeah. like if you find someone who's willing to do that for you, like you can learn a lot, like real yep. quick. 
And I do that for people. I don't know if you do it, but I offer one-on-one help for people. And I work with several songwriters right now on, on improving their productions and how they can do that. And so... Uh, certainly, I offer that service. I don't. I don't know if you do right now, I, but you I do through your academy. I, well, I do. I do through the academy. I don't. I. I want to get um, to a place where I'm able to carve out enough time in order to do one on ones because I used to do that uh, with production, and I've had I've had a few clients that uh, that really enjoyed that. Uh, but right now, I'm just in like a building phase with the academy still, and there's so right. much work um, I need to kind of get finished before I'm able to uh, free up my time for that. But definitely something um, that I'm. I'm uh, uh, going to do as soon as I'm able to. But even the academy is there is one <clears throat> some one on one time in there, and they have so much. You have so many modules and production modules and things in there, and it's so economically uh, helpful. Uh, I, I I appreciate them <coughs> to that. To well, there's honest. a there's a feedback element to it, so there's like a personal feedback to it, um, um, and, and, and that's about as one on one as it gets. Like, but I take care of all my members. You know, they have questions for me. They can um, they can write me personally and like I'll get back to them as soon as I can, um, sure. but uh, yeah, in terms of like one on one like video con- consultations kind of thing, that's not I'm not quite uh, able to do that just yet, but uh, definitely want to get there. And I know that you do that kind of stuff. And yeah, I um, do one on ones, and you'll find it in the information below in the podcast and on YouTube. You'll find that information to Steve's Academy and to my one on one coaching as well. So yeah. Well, everybody, thanks so much for being part of this today. It's been a very interesting conversation, and I hope you will continue to work and prepare for the opportunities so luck isn't even a thing. It's just something that happens after you do the work and and find the opportunities. It's always floating around. Just make sure you're ready for it. Absolutely. Well, thanks, everybody, and uh, we thank you so much for listening and watching this podcast, and make sure to put any comments below. And we'll talk to you next time. See you guys. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B Production Music Academy. And Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our content. Also, feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. Lots of great conversation going on in there, and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.